You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. When a couple welcomes a child in their life, not only parents but their relatives also want to do something for the child financially. Some buy fixed deposits, insurance products, mutual funds, or if it's a girl child, then Sukanya Samriddhi Yojana. So, what is the right way of investing for a newborn kid? Hello, I'm Aprajita from Mint Money, and you are listening to Why Not Mint Money podcast. Today, I have with me Mr. Nitesh Budhadev of Nimit Consultancy, and he'll talk about some do's and don'ts of how to build a child's financial future. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So, let's get started with your money journey. Welcome, Nitesh. Thank you, Aprajita. So Nitesh, uh, first of all, tell us about some uh, financial actions that parents must take for a newborn child. How to begin with it? Sure, Aprajita. Like you mentioned, it's a joyous occasion for the parents being a new parent. People sometimes uh, too much overwhelmed. They want to do so many things, and they sometimes uh, overlooked on these aspects which we are going to talk about today. And like you mentioned, so if we start with a very basic thing. uh that's comes with the insurance and when i say insurance it's a life insurance or a health insurance uh definitely uh if couple is having a health insurance uh from their office they just need to intimate office that they want to include the newly born child into the health insurance and even if they have the standalone health insurance on their own apart from the office cover group cover they can include the child after 91 days so this this is pretty much uh, a, a simple job even during the tenure of your health insurance though people wait till a, a renewal date right they don't need to wait till a renewal date they can uh, as soon as 91 days is over they can add the child in the health insurance so that's the very first thing one should be looking at when i talk about the insurance i'm not talking about the child's insurance it's a high time if parents if they are earning and now they definitely have a dependent they should be having a term insurance uh, if they already have this is the time to check that is it sufficient or not because the additional uh, life is dependent on you now so that's the very two basic thing one should be looking at on the insurance side third thing is that create child's identity as soon as possible okay i'm also a young parent the first thing what we did is uh we opted for the birth certificate in the first 6 days only open bank account based on this birth certificate though pan and aadhar is not required but as i mentioned about the identity or you might want to travel in first year also so do opt for passport the benefit of opting for all this at the very beginning when child is infant you will get priority in most of this department so for passport you don't have to wait for a long queue for aadhar also the same way and pan is of course can be applied online so most of the things if you apply well on time that would help you in your further journey if you want to invest in child's name or any other purpose lastly on this point aprajita uh, we are in the era of dink and disk <laughs> when i say dink it's double income no kid or uh, definitely this this podcast might not be relevant for double <laughs> income no kid uh, uh, kind of people but uh, let's talk about the disk disk double income single kid we want to give the best to our child right so i think the first step is that start saving for that start investing for a child from the day one it works like wonder it looks like do we need to do 
just in the first month only yeah i think that's the best gift one can give to the child uh, for the future and usually people start investing in their own name but uh, i believe if you do it in child's name then you get some tax benefits so according to you should one look at how to look at it should one invest in their own name or should they do it in child's name very interesting question aprajita uh, i believe i believe investing as we discuss it's very crucial uh, not just the savings and just uh, having fds and all that thing but when it comes to investing most of the people do in on their own name or they just keep the uh, child as a nominee and etc but there is a definitely a benefit but when it comes to investing i always believe that 80% is a psychology and 20% is math investing is 80% psychology and 20% math exactly. so let me first talk about the psychology part we'll definitely come to the tax angle we'll uh, definitely talk about that but when one invest in child's name it gives a different kind of a satisfaction that they started planning for child's future and they are dedicatedly saving for the child and also the major aspect in the psychology is that if they are investing in child's name it is very likely that they will not touch this corpus till the goal is achieved and for the purpose they are saving for so that's the very big uh, psychological advantage if one is investing in the child's name now let me talk about the math part yeah. like you rightly said if you invest in the child's name versus on the parent's name there is a tax advantage and how it is possible let's say if i'm investing in my child's name right now i I'll, i'll give money let's say a 1 lakh 2 lakh per annum or per month 10000 20000 and i deposit this money in my child's bank account so that would be termed as a gift i being a parent i'm giving money in my child's uh, account that would be termed as gift and that would not be taxable for my child okay being a relative now but whatever investments done from child's account let's say a mutual fund okay if we are not withdrawing until the child becomes major it would not be taxed because there is a no incidence of tax because if you are not selling a mutual fund there is no capital gain as such and that would not be uh, taxed the benefit is that after 18 when the child becomes major if you redeem that those capital gain would be taxed in the child's name so you get a different uh, separate account from yours which is your child's account for the investments and that is the biggest advantage that after child turns major if you withdraw that money that would not be taxed in your account so if you are doing it in your name then even if you withdraw it after the child turns major you will withdraw and those capital gains will get added into your own income but if you do it in child's name then child will turn major and uh, the uh, the child is an adult so they will have a separate itr to be filed and obviously capital gains will be taxed in their hand so that is a tax benefit to it and psychological benefit as you mentioned that if you, if those investments are in child's name then psychologically you will feel attached to it and you won't uh, you won't withdraw uh, that amount even if you need it probably for some emergency then also you would want to stick to those investments because those are meant for the child but here what uh, challenging aspect is that at the age of 18 it's a very sensitive age to be and uh, the child will get an ownership of huge amount of money because 18 years are really a long uh, amount of time and if parents have invested for that long then what if that huge amount of money um child they may misuse it for some purposes we need to trust our children but we also need to be practical about it so your understanding of it 
no completely agree aprajita it's a very interesting angle you are talking about and we have seen enough cases uh, also not just in uh, western countries but in india also uh, and that's a very crucial age like you mentioned they are just completing their teen and they're becoming a major it can be a difficult thing also for some parent and some children that they might overdo on that thing because now they own that asset and all that thing uh, in that case uh, one can be a joint holder also joint and uh, when i say joint holder it's not either or uh, both signature is required to withdraw the money that option can also be opted uh, in the bank account uh, because as we understand bank account comes in two fashion either it's individual or Uh, operate can uh, either one can operate or jointly it can be operated right mm-hmm. so some that kind of ar- an arrangement can be made uh, to safeguard against this but yeah there is no 100% safeguards against this completely agree aprajita correct so if and tax benefits will stay if if it's a joint uh, account holder then again yeah of course of course again tax capital gains will be taxed in child's name yeah because for for uh, for uh, taxation and for accounting and all that thing the first name consider as the legal uh, owner and so that will that will stay okay and if we talk about close relatives probably grandparents or uh, fua fufi or um, not probably cousins or kaka kaki so different close relatives if they want to invest some amount in the name of child so what we have observed they usually go to a bank and open a fixed deposit but then fixed deposits keep earning interest each year then that amount gets taxable in the hands of parents so fd is not really a, a best way to start investments for the child so what would you suggest how should relatives gift uh, to child and how should parents manage it for optimal uh, tax benefit yeah that's that's a very crucial topic uh, abrajita you raised we talked about that you should invest in the child's name and it will not get uh, clubbed and i'm now talking about the clubbing provisions okay like you rightly mentioned mm-hmm. uh, if someone gives gift or even you are gifting money to your child okay now i see income tax is uh, very well designed and uh, it's it's a very uh, normal loophole people would have exploited so that's clubbing provision is there and how the clubbing applies if i gift i give gift to my child or for that matter like you mentioned grandparents mama mummy kaka kaki give gifts to in the name of child they are directly depositing money in the child's account that's a gift and that's not taxable but whatever income earned on that uh, like in the example you given fd so if let's say 5 lakh rupees fd is kept and per annum some interest will uh, accrue on that or received on that mm-hmm. that would be taxed in the parents income tax uh, mm-hmm. whoever mother or father uh, of the child uh, having a higher income so it's not a not a good idea definitely because ultimately if mother or father is in the higher tax bracket or for that matter are the tax payer assessee uh, they they have to bear that uh, tax burden and it's not going to give any benefit uh, uh, if by keeping it in the child account but uh, in that case uh, if you are investing in as we discuss about the uh, mutual fund and if you are not redeeming that money then it would be beneficial so gifting by uh, uh, relatives and when i say relative relative is very well defined in the income tax Uh, you also mentioned about the cousins so it's it looks very uh, very uh, obvious to us cousins are a relative and we uh-huh. uh, uh, we Every normally tend to believe that yeah we tend to believe that cousins are relative and anything received from them would not be taxable mm-hmm. but uh, so to say that income tax don't believe that they are saying kaka kaki 
is relative mama mama is relative fai fai is relative masi masa is relative mm-hmm. grandparents of course fall under the relative and all the gifts received mm-hmm. from this would not be taxed but if cousins give gift which is your kaka kaki son daughter fua fua son daughter for masa masi son daughter for that matter mm-hmm. would be not considered as gift and so that would be uh, uh, fall under the other than relatives or it can be your friend it can be your cousin whatever gift received from that up to 50000 it's non taxable so if some of cousins or for for that matter friends give more than 50000 gift to your child that would be taxed in you so one needs to remember that don't take more than 50000 gift in that matter in mm-hmm. child's name uh if that's not falling under the definition of relative as we discussed the best way aprajita is of course mm-hmm. deposit in the child if you fall in the relatives definition maybe uh, uh grandparents or someone want to give on the birthdays or occasion or festival some amount of cash or some money they want to transfer to child's account they can do that but better to invest this in kind of a product like a mutual fund and you don't withdraw that in the till the time the child is minor then it can uh, save a good amount of tax when child turn major correct so if people if parents really want to organize their investments for the child the money that they receive from relatives so better way out is to open a bank account and then in that bank, bank account keep depositing every uh, gift every cash amount or whatever they are receiving they can deposit that in the child's bank account and through the bank account they can transfer they can invest in mutual funds or maybe any other product and after the child turns 18 they can uh, gift that amount to the child saying that this is your money and by that time uh, the account may have really earned great profits so this is the best way out instead of just uh, maybe keeping it in their own account or simply buying some physical stuff with that so to aprajit i would like to add one example when you said we can save a good amount of tax if i if i want to quantify if i want to tell you the math part of that we all understand that if right now uh, 20 lakh is the average mba degree cost the same is going to cost around 1.12 crore considering 10% inflation after 18 years mm-hmm. okay now if i just invest aprajita 10000 each in debt and equity for that matter mm-hmm. okay that mm-hmm. would give me approximately 1.13 crore which i exactly need after 18 years if the current cost of mba is 20 lakh and mm-hmm. we arrived at 1.12 crore considering 10% inflation Mm-hmm. now just investing 10 10000 per month till the time turn ma- uh, turns major which mm-hmm. is investing 21 lakh 60 in debt and 21 60 in equity mutual funds okay mm-hmm. so that will give you around 42 lakh in debt and 71 lakh in the equity the total is around 1.13 crore if i withdraw this after 18 in let's say in next 3 years 18 19 and 20 because mm-hmm. typically we don't need all the amount together and if we just split this into 3 mm-hmm. to 5 years mm-hmm. around about 4 to 5.5 lakh rupees of tax can be saved the logic is that because child not having other income they will get the tax slab benefit plus plus 1 lakh rupees of a capital gain is exempt a long term capital gain in equity is exempt that can also be availed uh, because it's a separate account of a child after 18 so these are the reasons uh, we are recommending to invest in child's name and withdraw after uh, he or she turns major correct so the best way out is to start sip in equity and debt and then when the child turns major then every other year at the age of 18 at the age of 19 20 that's how in phased manner you keep withdrawing that amount so that you get 
the best tax benefit possible correct True. and uh, again to simplify it for our uh, listeners you mentioned that if you invest 10000 rupee each in debt and equity then by the time the child turns 18 the total corpus that you'll accumulate would be in the range of uh, more than a crore that's what you yeah, said yeah 113 crore right considering uh, I, i believe interest rate of uh, 12% in equity and in yes debt. and 7% in debt yeah th- right. thanks for highlighting that mm-hmm. yes so i assumed the 7% in debt and 12% in equity yeah. so around about 42 lakhs will come from the debt uh, mutual fund and the 71 lakh from the equity mutual fund if we get this kind of return 7% and 12% and that will give me the exit amount which i need uh, for example if i need around 100 and Uh, 12 lakhs or 1.12 crore at the age of 18 i would have accumulated by doing this and of course uh, the bonus is that that we are saving the taxes correct and uh, lastly about a solution oriented plan so if uh, we uh, when we speak to people around then we see lot of people selling um, solution based products like child specific mutual funds or child ulip plans and people get attracted to it I keep receiving such queries that uh, is it is it good to invest in this child plan where I will get this amount of money after these many years paying uh, probably lakhs of premium each year so those kind of queries I uh, get often so your um, understanding of it what would you advise for on solution oriented plans so whenever i interact with my prospective client or my existing client and uh, some of the bank rm or some other people just uh, reach out to them that now sir you have a child you should invest in child's name blah 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 as you mentioned it's one of the good self proposition because we talked about the psychology right everybody wants to do something for the child want to save for the children or either grandparents are saying that you save for the children so this is very normal people get attracted towards this kind of a insurance policy or a ulip policy mm-hmm. i would say prajita a big no to this uh, kind of a product when there is a, any child word if you see in any mutual fund or any ulip or any insurance the best way is to say goodbye to that and don't look at that at all the logic here is that uh, you should be saving in child's name but not just out of emotional appeal that this uh, plan is having a child name and that's why you want to get attached to that right uh, you need to see that what kind of return that gives and we all understand that the very sub optimal return in traditional insurance policy and first of all we understand that insurance is big no for children they are not earning they don't have any dependent that's the very crucial rule we understand that if you need any insurance that should be a pure term insurance mm-hmm. and you should be doing as a parent for yourself that's why your child can get a uh, security if you are not there but your child don't need any kind of insurance they need a pure investment product it can be a sukanya samriddhi yojana it can be a debt mutual fund it can be an equity mutual fund it can be gold uh, that one can choose based on the risk appetite but uh, definitely no to ulip and uh, insurance and definitely even no to uh, specific mutual fund related to child because that typically comes with a lock in period so if there is a uh, uh, let's say it's not performing good you can't uh, come out of that so i would not suggest those kind of a product which has a lock in and you should not get married to that product just because it comes with that child name in that correct and even uh, sukanya samriddhi yojana it's really quite popular among people among who have a girl child but sukanya samriddhi yojana comes with a huge lock in period of 21 years and then upper limit is also just about 1.5 lakh that to including other atc benefits so 
इट्स नॉट दैट सो कन्या समृद्धि इज रियली अ वेरी ग्रेट ऑप्शन बट एटलीस्ट इट गिव्स यू एट परसेंट रिटर्न एंड डेट पोर्शन टू इट सो वट्स योर एडवाइस डू यू रिकमेंड योर क्लाइंट्स टू इन्वेस्ट इन दिस स्कीम again uh, for most of the clients it's no because that that portion whatever we want uh, for the child or for parent or for other goals is taken care by the epf and other mm-hmm. way uh, maybe the nps and all so definitely not a big fan of sukanya samriddhi yojana i know it's 8% interest rate but that's also quarterly reset so it was just 7.5 7.6 and in this range okay uh, one thing to note here like you rightly said uh, long lock in period okay uh mm-hmm. you can't of course you don't want to withdraw it because you are saving for that mm-hmm. goal but i don't want to get stuck into that because if tomorrow the interest rate would be 6% i would be just earning 6% on that and again if you anyway want to park it for a very long term we uh, at least know the history uh, equity or a hybrid product uh, in that sense has outperformed the pure debt kind of a product then yeah. why to uh, settle for this correct Thank you so much Nitesh for um, simplifying this really very important topic for our listeners. So if I were to summarize then if you have a newborn child then at the moment the very first step that you should take is get birth certificate done and with that and your own KYC you should open a bank account for the child and then start depositing money in the child's bank account some bit of it you some child related investments you can do through child's own account and some bit of it you should keep in their own name also so that you don't lose control over all your child specific goals over all that money when the child turns major so you need to diversify between your own name and in the child's name and when it comes to relatives so the gifts that you receive from relatives is better to keep them it's better to deploy them in the child's bank account and making a good use of it investing in in financial products that's how you'll build wealth and secure your child's financial future thank you so much nitesh my pleasure thank you and this is it for today and if you you can follow me on x my handle apri_sharma and if you'll look for my name aprajita sharma on linkedin you'll easily find my profile for more such podcast keep listening to hd smartcast thank you to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com